what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? It is Tune In Tuesday. Seriously, these are one of my faves. I'm over here sipping on a superfood smoothie that sort of actually looks like an orange Julius. Do you guys remember those? I don't even know why I know what that is. I was one of those kids that grew up in the country, so we were all about our fruits and vegetables. So the fact that I know what that is is hilarious. But yeah, I don't even know if those exist anymore. But chilling over here with a smoothie, about to drop a word for you all. I'm here to help somebody on today. It's all about the gift of rock bottom, the gift of rock bottom. And here's the thing, I'm not coming at you like a Pollyanna, right? That's being overly positive or insensitive to the utter terror that rock bottom can be. But I am here to tell you that it's a gift and I will provide some insight on some different bottoms that I've been, been in to give you context for you to also look within and explore your own bottoms and see how those were actually gifts. <laughs> There's this tendency that we have to resist pain and avoid suffering at all costs, but when we do that, we also miss the lessons and we can fail to recognize the freedom, the peace, the joy Come on, the joy of the Lord that is our strength. A lot of that is discovered in rock bottom or or low points in our life, okay? So we're going to go into that today. Let's just dive right into it. If you've got a shake, if you've got a coffee, if you've got a drinky that you want to sip on, feel free to grab that. This also might be one of those podcast episodes that you want to take notes, so feel free to grab a notebook and jot some things down as well. One of the things that I love to do with Spirit Field Real Talk is to apply <laughs> what you're learning to your life so that you can really integrate it and learn from it and, and really just evolve as a whole and healthy human, okay? We need more of those in the world. So grab what you need and let's dive into this. All right, so... Rock bottom, a way that you can look at it is it is the bottom <laughs> of the current level that you are on. And I'm specifying that because there's not just a one and done with rock bottom. There are many different bottoms, so to speak, that we hit in our lives. And the reason for that is every next level that you access requires a next level version of you as well. I actually have a U 2.0 self mastery course over on my website to help you understand 
what that looks like to the process really of shedding and, and rediscovering who you are and reinventing yourself for the next level, that can be a lot. So I actually unpack that in a six week self-guided study. So if that is of interest, go check that out over at julianapage.com. But essentially we hit a bottom and what that means is our masks maybe that we're wearing and don't know that we're wearing, the roles that we're playing, the habits that we have, the ways of thinking that we've been operating under, maybe our emotional management or lack thereof, whatever's going on in our hearts, our ego, our control, our, our ways of figuring things out and leaning on our own understanding, whatever we've got going, our addictions, right, limiting habits, they don't work for us anymore. <laughs> we literally cannot continue as usual. There's no business as usual. Like everything that we know to do is no longer working. We've come to the end of everything that we're doing and we have really no option other than to surrender, to let go and to make ourselves available for divine intervention. That's the gift, right? The gift that we don't have to stay in a low state. We don't have to stay in pain and suffering. We don't have to pretend, right? And and just get by and just project this image to the world all the while we're suffering, deeply so, on the inside, right? Nobody has any idea. We don't have to live like that. That's the gift, right? We've come as far as we can by our own means and our own understanding, right? Any way that we've edged God out and really relied on our ego, it's no longer working because that's not how we function. That's not how we're designed to function. We're not designed to live like that. And so when we hit that low point of, wow, like this isn't who I am or this isn't making sense anymore or I can't do this anymore, enough is enough, when we hit that bottom, right? Essentially what's happening is, is we're opening ourselves up to a portal, if you will. <laughs> A new awakening, right? A birthing. We have to go through a birth canal into something new, right? We're going to go through a dark time, a dark tunnel, a, a dark path, right? Where we're going to get exposed to the light, where we're going to get new perspectives, where we're going to learn new things about ourselves, if we so choose. Now, the alternative is to continue to stay in pain and suffering unnecessarily, okay? And a lot of us can can do that sometimes without recognizing it. An example is holding on to bitterness, right? And it's really harboring unforgiveness in our hearts. And that's extremely dangerous because the Bible tells us very plainly that if we will not forgive other people, then God cannot forgive us. That's actually from Mark eleven twenty six. So when we don't forgive others, when we cling to things, we stay in a, a victim consciousness or a victim state. We give our power to those other people that might not even be involved in our lives anymore. And God cannot forgive us, which also means then our faith will not work, okay? And everything that comes from God comes by faith. So if our faith does not work, we cannot receive from God and we are in serious trouble, okay? So think about that. If there's anyone in your life that you've been offended by and need to forgive, right? A lot of times we, we live like that. And we just accept that that's, that just is what it is. 
but it does not take a genius to figure out why we are lacking power, okay? We have access to power. Power comes from faith and it comes from love, not from hatred, not from bitterness, and not from unforgiveness. So one of the things that we can do is we can hold on to unforgiveness. We can hold on to offense and bitterness, right? And jealousy or comparison or a lot of things that are actually toxic. We can't see them, right, in the physical, but they are literally tearing us apart from the inside out. And it is horrible, okay? So no matter how great the offense was, right, we serve a God who is greater, and if we will handle the offense in the right way, as the word tells us to, God will bring us justice and recompense when we allow him to do so. You don't have to take my word for it. It's actually Isaiah 61:7 that promises instead of your former shame, you shall have a twofold recompense. And a recompense is a reward. It's a payback for past hurts, okay? And it also says in Romans 12, 19, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. In other words, don't try to get people back for what they've done to you. Leave it in God's hands. So essentially, I share that because we can live in a victim consciousness and we can hold on to things that are toxic for us. And that usually makes us a magnet for more negativity, for more darkness, for more things that we're actually supposed to have authority and influence over, right? We're here to walk in dominion and we can't do that if we're powerless or if we're constantly thinking like we're a victim of life, okay? So that's just an example. Now, something that I absolutely love, I mean, if you've not done a study on Proverbs, I encourage it. You can learn so, so much. Like that's the book of self-checks right there. But Proverbs 1430 says that a, where is this? Okay, here it is. A calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body, but envy, jealousy, and wrath are like rottenness for the bones, okay? So if you want to have, you know, life and health, it tells you that. A calm and undisturbed mind. So that's something that we pursue, right? We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that that requires active participation and commitment and diligence on our part. But the result is a calm and undisturbed mind and heart, right? that leads to life and health of the body. So think about that. We can actually destroy our body by hanging on to things that are toxic and not meant for us, okay? So keeping negative emotions far from you is actually good for your health. So keep that in mind. All right, so rock bottoms, you get the idea, right? They're opportunities, they're gifts because they help us see, ooh, I was, I was operating in a state that's no longer fruitful or productive for me. I was living in a way that is not God's best for my life, right? There's something new available to me. The wonderful new is available to me and I can awaken to it if I choose to let go of what I'm clinging onto, what I'm hanging onto, what I think that I need, okay? So that's usually why rock bottoms are hard. And I'll give you some examples. So. 
I'm just going to give you some plot points because I've had several. And like I mentioned, we will have several as we continue to grow and evolve. Okay. And rock bottoms and pain. I was one of those people that did want to avoid that at all costs. When you've really suffered through trauma and pain, betrayals, abandonment, fears, you know, that manifest, it is awful, right? There, You can't even explain the pain that you go through. It's so, so deep. It's hard to put words to it. It's hard to explain how you feel, right? And process that and unpack that. And some people live in that kind of pain every day, but that's not our portion is what I'm highlighting here. So rock bottom is not meant to be a state that you live in. It's meant to be a launching pad that you leap and rise up from, okay? Into more expansion, into more glory, into more growth, into more freedom, into more peace. So, so powerful. Okay, so there, there's benefits to these. And as you learn to enjoy growth, it's something that provides so much meaning and value and benefits to your life. I used to resist it. Like, we done yet? You know, because when you know the work that's involved, right, that can feel really heavy sometimes. And it is sometimes. But when you actually embrace the process of who you get to become, it is so worth it. Okay, so... I might have a funny uh, story here, but there's really two ways that you can come to a rock bottom. One is self-initiated, okay? And another is by a trauma or some sort of incident where you've been blindsided, okay? So this first example that I'm going to share with you was a self-initiated rock bottom, okay? I actually was a freshman in college, which would seem like a great place to be, okay? However, this was when I was really facing loss and grief and fear and near panic about the future, okay? So essentially what was going on, I had come from a lot of dysfunction and I learned how to show up and play roles. I knew how to be the people pleaser. I knew how to be the middle child, right? The middle mediator and how to... um you know, repress uncomfortable emotions and and not have any issues or not have any problems and keep the light off of me at all costs unless, you know, there was praise for doing well in school or whatever it might be. I knew how to be codependent and put other people's needs before my own, make sure that they were good, make sure they were taken care of. I knew how to play roles. And so when I was out of sight and out of mind, I was no longer in the family dynamic that was deeply felt and I no longer had the roles either. So I was being faced with who am I, right? Then I also was an athlete and that was my outlet. And somehow being an athlete in college was not what I expected. It was not as enjoyable <laughs> or as life-giving as it had been in former seasons. So I would now was looking at that and wondering, what am I doing, right? This is not going to be a long-term thing, right? Like, I don't have a career in this, obviously, so now what? And then I'm being faced also with, well, if I don't know who I am, I don't like my outlets, like they're not really serving me in the way that they once did, and I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do in the world. Nobody's ever held that up for me or, you know, spoke life over me or kind of guided me and directed me. So now I'm like, what in the world, right? So I am having an existential crisis 
in a career office as a freshman, okay? And I'm under the impression that everybody knows these answers, that they know who they are, that they know why they're here, all of it, right? And I'm looking at a flyer and it just says, know thyself retreat. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Like, because I actually don't know who I am. So I clearly need to go to this retreat. So the short of it is I, you know, didn't get all the answers after this retreat. I don't think that I even fully embraced everything that was happening at the retreat because my soul was so loud, right? Like my mind was everywhere. My emotions were everywhere. Um, nobody could see that from the outside, but I was loud on the inside, right? There was so much going on for me. So, you know, the, the nature walks and the journal prompts and all these guided things, I'm sure I did not fully embrace. I was just like, come on, man, I'm trying to crack the code. I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> so that for me was a self-initiated rock bottom because I was in a time and a season and a space that I didn't know how to show up in. And I felt like I didn't have time to figure it out, right? Um, and that was really scary because I didn't know how to operate in that time and in that season. So that's an example of a self-initiated rock bottom. I knew that I was not my roles. I knew that I was not my outlets. I knew that I was not even necessarily how I perform. Like there's gotta be more to this, but why doesn't anybody else seem to care, right? Like why is nobody else invested in this self-help, this personal development? Like I'm not, I'm not getting it, okay? And I wasn't walking with God at this point. Like I didn't know that relationship with God was possible. So I didn't even have that, that relationship, which would have changed everything. Oh my goodness. So that's an example of one. Another example, I was in graduate school and I kept having weird, I'll call them weird, but you know, this is divine intervention, but I kept having these weird synchronistic moments happening and they were all around coaching, which I obviously eventually pursued and, and, and do for a living, which is my gift. <laughs> it's why I'm on the planet. So I, I did eventually answer that, but I was in grad school. Okay. And I keep getting these messages about coaching. Strange, strange, strange. Like they keep coming up and I don't even know what this is. Okay. And it's not like today. This was years ago now, over 15 years, <laughs> which is wild. Um, so this was years ago. And so coaching wasn't cool like it is today. Like people didn't understand the value of coaching. Um, so much so that I didn't even know that it was an industry, right? And that I'm actually, I was working with a coach at the time and I'm like, wait, I'm paying you for this. Like I need to know more about what you're involved in or how you actually coach. This is really interesting to me. So I was being led to pursue coaching. It was undeniable, yet I could not slow down and embrace that because I, I knew logically it didn't make sense. Like, okay, I'm, you know, pursuing a graduate degree. I'm realizing that I don't want to be in this industry. Like, I'm not a fit for it. Like, this is definitely information that I need to know, but like, I'm not going to go into this industry. Not now, not like this. Um which was scary because again, it was, what am I doing then? Like, this is a huge investment to suddenly be like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna go down the path of like staying in this career. Like, I don't understand how this is all gonna come together and now I'm just gonna divert and go into coaching. Like, that doesn't even make sense. It's not even a quote unquote 
legitimate industry were, were opinions of man that I was getting at the time. So I was in this space of just like, well, I'm just going to, you know, get my thesis done. I'm just going to focus and I'm just going to ignore all of these signs that are undeniable. I'm just going to pretend that I don't even notice them. It literally took me breaking two wrists at one time on my thesis film shoot, another story, another day, to hit bottom, <laughs> literally and physically in that season. And I'm just going to say, you get what you think about whether you want it or not, okay? So it took a literal break for me to actually slow down and face what I was running from. So that was a rock bottom because it was having to sit with and feel those fears and actually start listening to myself. Like it was essentially, you cannot afford to not listen to truth, right? And if you need a, a timeout, you will get one because <laughs> you cannot afford to live your life this way anymore. So that opened up so, so much. And then another one was a, a breakup. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard about this specific breakup, but it's actually the one that led me to the Lord. Um, and essentially what was happening leading up to that was I was tired, right? There's a scripture that says, are you tired? Are you worn out? And I'm like, yes, amen. That's me. Um, essentially, I was tired of giving people the benefit of the doubt only to being really disappointed and deeply hurt or betrayed. Um, and, and not knowing that I could test the spirits and know what they're of and be able to have discernment. I wanted discernment. That's, that's what prompted my relationship with God. I was so hungry for discernment to make sure that I was surrounding myself with the right people. Cause I only know, I only knew brokenness. I knew broken people and I knew how to, um, fill in the gap, you know, and pick up the slack, <laughs> But that wasn't going to be thriving in my life. That would continue to be surviving. And I didn't want to live that way. I also didn't want to keep investing in projects and assignments and good things and seeing them through to f completion only to feel like, isn't there more? Like, I invested so much to feel like I'm just starting over again. Like, what, what was that about? Like, I didn't want to live my life like that. And I didn't have the answer. And I had to actually just admit that even at this point, even after all this time and exploration, I still don't know who I am. I still don't know why I'm here. And I still don't know what I'm supposed to be about and doing in the world. And if I don't know that, I might as well just try God at this point. <laughs> so that was another awakening for me, another rock bottom. And I chose to, to lean into it and go through a process of healing and deliverance and recovery and so many things that were you know, radically transformative to my life path that had I chose to keep doing what I was doing, I, I don't know where I would be today. So those are examples of rock bottoms. They can come again from some self-initiation. If you are somebody that's, you know, a philosopher and interested in self-help and self-improvement and growth, like you might stumble into areas that are, you know, lies that you've been leaving, lies that you've been believing that are untrue, roles that you've played that you realize, oh, like I learned how to play this role to protect myself, but it's actually not who I am. So people don't even get to see who I am because I keep playing this role, right? So you might stumble into that through self-guided, self-seeking, self-initiated processes, or you might have things that, that shake you up and that break you down to wake you up. And the gift is, is that you wake up 
and that you don't live your life sleepwalking, right? You don't leave this earth, right? When it's the end of your life, you don't leave this earth with so much left to give. Like you leave tapped out when you choose to invest in your growth and your development. The other thing that we don't often factor in is when we don't do our inner work in our healing and our growth, when we choose to avoid that and to repress pain, we actually project that onto our children, onto our partners, onto other people in our life. And we traumatize them, really. And then they not only have to grow and heal from that if they so choose, but then they also have to find ways to establish themselves after the fact. You know, they have to come through that before they can even start building. When really we want to give them wholeness. We want to give them confidence. We want to give them our best so that they actually have a foundation that they can build on. With me? So hopefully that is helpful as far as like what are rock bottoms? What are examples? How do we actually see that they're a gift? And now I'm going to give you a path to sovereignty is what I'm going to call it, right? We're here to rule and reign in life. So I'm going to give you examples of, okay, like I, I see that I'm at a rock bottom or I see that I skipped healing from my rock bottom or I'm about to hit rock bottom, right? And how do I embrace it? Like, how do I really open this gift, right? And, and pursue this path to sovereignty. How do I do that, okay? I will first and foremost say that there is not a one-size-fits-all approach to this. And although I am a professional life coach, a master coach, and a strategist, right, I, I always say, pursue God. He's the one that gives you your strategies, okay? And when I can echo what those are and they line up, that's a blessing. All right, so the path to sovereignty, number one, is the one we all hate. <laughs> It is looking in the mirror. It is self-awareness. And so what I mean by this, I mean when you've got funky things going on in your relationship, usually that person is is holding up something for you to look at, okay? So for example, if a child is having a temper tantrum, right, you don't need to necessarily scold the child or make it about them. Yes, they're reacting because something is going on in them, but it's not a personal attack on you. It's something going on in them, okay? But you also are having an experience in yourself because of how they're showing up. You can either choose to respond to that in a healthy and whole way because it's not a personal vendetta against you, or you can misinterpret it and react, okay? And when we react, we don't normally react in really healthy Whole ways, right? So that's an example. Anytime something is happening in the external world, it's an opportunity to look within and it's giving us information. So for example, even in a partnership, okay, if this person is almost, there's a dance in a relationship, right? So if this person keeps making these dance moves, right, and, and they're not working, right? Somebody's got to change the pattern. So if you are woke, then you can do that. Okay, that, that means that yes, maybe they're going to be disappointed, but that also is an opportunity for them to grow and evolve, right? We're here to be iron sharpening iron, okay, to, to help other people, help each other to become more Christ-like, right? Now, that doesn't mean be a jerk, and that doesn't mean um, intentionally, you know, prompt people to do things. It really means take 
ownership, radical ownership of your own work. Stop telling people what to do. Stop judging other people. Stop being about their business and be about your own business. Get busy about your own work, okay? So if you're being triggered, that's on you. Nobody else can make you feel some kind of way. They're not that powerful. You are feeling something because there's something going on in you. What is going on in you? Okay, so rather than making everything about other people, making excuses for yourself, blaming other people, projecting your anger onto other people, it's getting to the root of all of that stuff. So that's not how you operate anymore. Tracking? Okay, so first is awareness. Become aware of what your triggers are. Maybe what the roles you're playing are. Because typically as a child, for example, we learn to play a role to protect ourselves. So we learn to people please so that we don't have to deal with conflict or, or anger, right? We learn to appease people so that we can protect how we're perceived by them, all right? But we can carry that into adulthood. So we, we carry this role into adulthood and we people please all the time until we burn out actually and realize that, man, I don't even know who I am because I'm so busy people-pleasing and accommodating other people and feeling for them, right? And enabling them to show up some kind of way that I'm not even doing my own work to the point that I don't know who I am or what I need, right? Or how I'm feeling. So when you can recognize that you keep choosing that role, right? Then you can stop engaging that role and reparent yourself, okay? So the first step is awareness. Be aware of any triggers that you have, any roles that you're playing. Second step, second step, (laughs) second step, there we go. Check out what is happening in you before you respond. So what is going on in your body? Do you have anxiety happen? Is your heart racing? Like what is going on in you before you you know, check into that role before you have a trauma response. What is going on in you? Okay. And then number three is this is where you can reparent yourself. You can actually become the mother or the father that you didn't have. You can actually parent this inner child that needs direction, that needs wisdom, that needs understanding, that needs comfort, that needs space, that that needs guidance, right? That needs just to be still, right? And, and just to be be held in that moment, right? So you can learn how to reparent yourself, okay? And this is where it's really important to have a coach, to have a therapist, because that's not something that you can do on your own. Yes, Holy Spirit, oh my goodness, Holy Spirit is one of the best teachers ever. But I also recommend having a coach or a therapist, people that are trained in this work so that you can work through it. They can help you unpack, they can hold up like a mirror to you, things that you might not see. They, they give you space to actually talk through what's going on for you so you can hear the narrative that you're operate, operating under and decide if that's really how you want to tell your story, if it's really representative of who you are. So those are the steps. Awareness, checking your response, right? What's going on in you before you react, and then reparent yourself. And this is the path to sovereignty. This is the path to personal power. This is what you literally go through one day at a time, one moment at a time to stop living asleep, to stop 
just acting from autopilot and being unconscious, so to speak, to wake up internally, right? And we start learning this stuff as we really study and do this with God. We we can't do this apart from God. This is supernatural work. Forgiving people, that's supernatural. That's not natural. Our human self does not want to do that, right? Be, becoming a, a prudent person, a wise person, someone who's balanced and avoid extremes, right? And can really manage his or her life by faith. That's supernatural, right? That's kingdom stuff. That doesn't just happen just because, right? That's a commitment to embracing kingdom values, to daily time and fellowship with the Lord, to walking with God, being in constant contact with God and relationship with God, hearing from him, letting him lead, guide, and direct your steps, walking in obedience to his direction, his good orderly direction, right? Recognizing that humility is greatness, right? That you can't in your own strength operate as you're designed to, and you don't really know where you're going if you're honest, apart from God, right? So the other thing to note here is that extremes are actually the devil's playground, okay? So if he cannot get a believer to totally ignore a truth and live in deception, right, under a lie, under, you know, a role and get us really busy about role-playing, roles that we're not even designed to play, right? His next tactic will be to get folks so one-sided and out of balance with the truth that they're no better off than we were before. So sometimes we can be even worse off because we get so distracted and we fling to an extreme, okay? So wisdom is the principal theme in God's word. There's no real victory without it and we are wise to remain balanced on our insides so that we can hear and receive clear direction from God. We can have emotional stability and not just react out of our emotions whenever we feel like it. We can guard our tongues so that we don't speak cursing over our life, right? We can really walk differently when we choose to embrace good orderly direction, okay? The other verse that I do want to highlight here is John 14, 1. Jesus told his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, or agitated, okay? Isaiah 61, 3 gives a wonderful promise to those who need the Lord to lift the heaviness for them. It says that God wants to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a garland or diadem of beauty instead of ashes, the joy, the joy, the oil of joy, there we go, instead of mourning, the garment of expressive praise instead of a heavy burdened and failing spirit. Okay, so here's the thing. God does not want us to stay at rock bottom. He does not want us to have heavy or troubled hearts. Okay, so we are to cast our burdens and anxiety on him. We are to trust him that he who started a good work in us is faithful to complete it, that he's given us Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit to activate the fruit in our life, right? He's given us those in seed form in our spirit. And as we activate it, as we pursue, as we practice what he's given us, whether it's long suffering, whether it's meekness, right? Whatever it is, as we practice these things, we produce the fruit and we're here to produce much fruit, okay? But I just want to say that we can't do this by our own power or by leaning on our own understanding, Okay, so (laughs) rock bottom is a gift. It's a gift that allows us to transform if we so choose. It's a gift that 
opens the door for us to step into more freedom and more glory and more light and revelation and a deeper relationship with God. It's a gift that allows us to become more whole and healthy and enlightened beings in the world. And it's a gift that really opens our eyes to anything that is not fit for us or our future. So with that, there could be relationships that change. There could be environments that change. There there could be a lot of change. There is a letting go so that you can create space for, for what's to come. But anything that you're letting go of cannot even compare to what you're stepping into. And that's something that you need to know to help you really step into whatever it is and embrace the rising, okay? God wants us to arise and shine. That's something that we can choose. So I, my hope is that you will choose that and that this word is giving you different contexts. But again, power comes from faith and love. Anything less is not God's best. All right? So I just bless you with this message. I pray that any part of it that you're meant to hear that It is being sown on good ground. It will bear much fruit. If this message did bless you, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can also copy the link and share it with a friend who could be encouraged by it as well because sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to my YouTube video. I do a lot of trainings like this. This is how I get in a lot of my own personal development sometimes. There's many ways to do it, but sometimes while you're driving, just hearing an encouraging word is everything to shift your mood. So you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and get free content over there. If you haven't checked out or visited julianapage.com, that's also where you can find different ways to connect and ask me questions and find all of these social medias. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.